welcome to another production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Today your host is Dr. Jan Bedell. She is an educator, author, curriculum designer, and a specialist in neural development. Dr. Jan has spent 20 years encouraging, educating, and inspiring families through her company, Little Giant Steps. So, whether you have a typical, gifted, or struggling learner, these weekly Brain Coach tips will help you discover foundational keys to make learning and life easier through the neurodevelopmental approach. And now, welcome your host for today. Hello everyone and welcome back for this week's Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, otherwise known as the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. It's great to have this forum to share the revelations God has given me over the past 20 plus years. I've seen many different families journey through the precepts of the neurodevelopmental approach to see their children advance beyond their wildest dreams. My goal is to equip you with some brain-changing tips that can change your child's future. Can I ask you a favor? Please share the link of this podcast with people you know. It's estimated that one in five children are suffering as struggling learners, so you never know what person in your path might really need this information. Many people have told me that it was a God thing that made them aware of the help we offer at Little Giant Steps. You might just be the link God wants to use so another family can get the help they are praying for. We both thank you in advance. Well, we're just coming off the Christmas break, that long holiday. You know, holidays and breaks throughout the year are great, aren't they? They're also exhausting, fun, stressful, and wonderful. All those rolled into one. But now, how do you get everyone back in the routine of school? That's the topic for today. I remember the first day of school when I was homeschooling. It was so exciting. You had prepared all this. You had the new curriculum, the new techniques, the new things you discovered, and a new just excitement for school. You had these high hopes, and then you just went in with this great attitude, and then you got kind of bogged down. This kind of happened to my daughter, too. She's just uh, really doing her first year of official homeschooling with our kindergartner. Well, she's really preschool age, but she's definitely kindergarten ready. Alyssa mapped out the whole day, everything she wanted to accomplish, and she tried this for two days, and because it was everything she wanted to accomplish. She didn't really get it done well, then she got discouraged, and then the whole plan went belly up. We had to kind of start all over. So after a break, this is kind of what happens. You have to psych yourself up, and then you get kind of excited because you've had a break. It's also human nature where It's kind of a challenge for you to get back in the swing of things, too. You've kind of gotten used to the break as well, and the children have, too. So it's a real struggle for some to get back into academics, and if they're struggling with academics, it's torture for them. Let's look at some easy ways that we can ease into it. We're going to talk about some strategies that will get you back in the swing 
and also some cautions about what you don't want to do. First, I want to encourage you to write down all the subject areas that you're dealing with this year and then prioritize them. Start with just two on the first day and add a little bit along the way over the first two or three weeks. Also look for those things that could be done every other day or don't, that don't need to be done every day and don't put them on the list for every day. Another encouragement to you is to take a hard look at what learning takes place naturally during the course of the day and give yourself credit for that. What vocabulary is being expanded as you're just talking to your children and helping them know other words that would say the same thing? That's a huge vital skill that they're going to need in writing later on. And it can start with your preschoolers. You're going to be working on manners and how that plays out in their world and benefits them along the way. Special awarenesses as you're working on things in the kitchen, you know, cutting things and making them into fractions and that kind of thing. Even simple things like number sense. My grandson got cars for his Christmas and he's lining them up and we can count them. So all of that counts toward your school. So don't discount those things that are just happening naturally for you during the day that are really part of school. They're part of learning. If you have a child that struggles with math, don't put formal math where they sit down and do paper and pencil in the first few days. Just start pointing out all through your day places where you use math. I'd mentioned before fractions with sandwiches or with pizza or things that you're cooking. You've got one whole pizza and you're cutting it into eight pieces. Each one's called an eighth. And how many eighths did you eat? Those kinds of things can just give them some math sense along the way. You can talk about fractions in recipes that you're cooking. You might even do, you know, a pretend checkbook or add up all the utility bills and then they're adding large numbers, but you're doing it for them. If you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you'll remember that input is so important versus output. The input is giving information so that they can learn it and output is actually doing something with the information that you've learned. You don't want to ask for output too early. All children, and especially the ones that are struggling, they need to be reminded of how to do things. So don't feel like it's cheating to give the answer or to demonstrate something that was previously thought to be mastered. We all need to be reminded about things we've learned in the past, and starting with an input mentality instead of expecting answers to flow out sets a much more relaxed and positive tone to getting back in the swing of school. To understand more about this input that we need to do with frequency, intensity, and duration, I want to encourage you to listen to podcast number three if you haven't already. That will fill you in on that. One thing you can do if you have a child that's learning to read or struggling with reading is called echo reading. Echo reading is where you read something to the child and they read the very same thing after you. And even if they start to miss something, you help them with it. 
You either sound the word out for them instead of expecting them to laboriously try to sound it out, or you just tell them what the word is. This helps with flow of uh, your reading. It helps build their sight word vocabulary and it creates a relaxed atmosphere for them to feel confident about reading. So try that, especially for struggling readers. If you have a struggling reader, go ahead and listen to podcast number five. It's marked for dyslexia, but the symptoms of dyslexia are they have trouble reading. So even if your child doesn't have that label, you can pick up some clues there that can help you. I also really like the books called Three R's. The Three R's, you can find that on the Little Giant Steps store. The beginning reading instruction is for a very beginning reader or somebody that's really struggling. And it's really a cool format. There's one or maybe two sentences on every page. And when it starts out, there's 20 different books. And the first four books only have four words. And so they can feel really accomplished thinking they have read this whole book and be able to tell dad, I read this whole book. There can be really some excitement built when they have that kind of momentum. In those books, you just build. There's a few new words each few books, and it gives them the excitement and encouragement that they really can read. So there's about 25 between 20 and 25 books in each set. They're little uh, paperback books. And just check those out on the store because that can be a real boost to someone that's beginning reading or struggling with reading. If you really want to get everybody off to a really good start in math, you want to do math with 50% instruction. Now what that means is you do a problem, they do a problem. You do a problem, they do a problem. This will give that input that's needed to get them back up to speed on those things that they might be a little bit iffy on and just give them a real boost as they see it happening quickly and can pay attention to that and get the input to, oh yeah, I remember that and I can do it. So don't just put them on their own when you start out with their math. If they're having trouble with math or just beginning math, you might want to consider our very newest product, Visual Circle Math. I am so excited about this new baby. Oh, I guess you don't know about that. That's kind of an inside joke about new products that we develop. We call them our babies. Well, those of you that have had a vaginal childbirth, that kind of experience, you're going to know about transition during the transition time. Well, this baby seems like it's been in transition for what seems like a very long time. We're just putting the finishing touches on this as I speak. My assistant is working on it right now while I'm doing this recording, and it's going to be ready this very last day of 2016. So we're excited about this accomplishment. Even in its primitive stages, this approach that's represented in the visual circle math has been very effective for my clients over the years. They're showing one or more years of gain in math ability every four months on standardized math tests. So it really can be effective in bringing kids up quickly 
or helping them from the very beginning understand. We find that this method cuts down on MathFacts errors and the simple strategies allow the student to advance in the understanding of math concepts while those math facts catch up with them. It's been very effective in its raw form or its more primitive form, but now we have honed it to the place that even if you're not good at math yourself, you can be successful teaching your child math with visual circle math. There's a video on the Little Giant Step store, but basically it's made up of three parts. One is the script, so you know exactly what to say. And we teach this visually, so you're not going to say very much. Then there's an input page where you practice a number of problems using the script and doing that same thing over and over again. But you're going to do two or three of them, and then the child starts alternating with you. So they get a lot of practice at the first so that they get the input they need to really understand how to do that. And there's a mastery practice page that shows you how the problems are going to look for you to review that skill and all the previous skills. It's like a spiraling effect so that they always go back and review previously learned concepts but they're always moving forward in their understanding of math. We had a 16-year-old that absolutely hated math, and she was convinced that she could not do math. I mean, even simple math, like a math fact, was a challenge for her. This was presented to her, and it was just like the light bulb came on. She said, oh, I understand it now, because the best way to teach math concepts is visually. And when their processing is low, or even if it's not, the best way is to show them how these math concepts work, and then they've got it for their long-term memory. So what do we have so far in this rebooting into school? We're going to pick a couple of academic areas to start on and add slowly over the first few weeks, and then give input on previous math concepts with that 50% input, do some echo reading to take the pressure off of the child so that they can know it's okay, Um, they know they're going to get help if they stumble, and they enjoy reading that way, and so they're not under so much pressure. At first, as you're getting back into the swing of things, so I want to encourage you to spend a lot of time reading for long periods of time over those first few days to get them back in the habit of focusing. This can have many, many benefits. Some of the best memories we have are when we were reading together. I want to make a few recommendations of my favorites. If the child or your children are upper elementary or middle school age, The Bronze Bow is an excellent book to read aloud and it can relate to your Roman times study, or the book Carry On, Mr. Bowditch. That's related to the American history, and it's a book of character building and sacrifice and um, just destiny, because Mr. Bowditch, he wrote navigation books that we still use today. So it's amazing how, you know, it just helps 
put destiny in your children when you read books like that. And then if they're more elementary age, I recommend Benjamin West and his cat Grimalkin. It's one you may not have heard of, but it is the most endearing book about an eight-year-old boy that learns he's an artist. And this is very interesting because his family is Quakers. He's never seen a picture until he drew one. And then the family had to see that this was a God's gift. He became America's first artist, you know, that was born in America. It's a great book. Benjamin West and his cat Grimalkin. I believe you'll really like the memories that you create when you're reading these kinds of books. Another thing that can really help you get back in the swing of things is to take in what I call indie or neurodevelopmental movement breaks. This is where you would get up and do cross-pattern movement in between different activities. So they, they would uh, sprint. That's a cross-pattern activity where the right arm and the left leg are alternating by sprinting. Uh, they can do cross-pattern marching where they just reach over and touch the opposite knee. Crawling on their stomach is a really good one to help organize the lower part of the brain. So just take a two-minute neurodevelopmental movement break when you see your kids being fidgety or they're having trouble remembering things. This will help bring them into the dominant hemisphere where their information is and you can really make some progress after those breaks. So don't keep pressing on thinking I've got to press through this. Take a little break, cross pattern break, and then come back to it. You'll see it really makes a difference. Now, if you really want to fix at the root cause many of the issues that are plaguing your struggling learner, you want to look at the developmental foundations. We call this the family brain training kit. It takes about an hour for the whole thing, but you don't have to do all the parts for everybody. And many of the things are things that you can do in a group. It's going to help their long-term memory, short-term memory, their brain organization, all of those kind of things that are root causes of learning struggles. I'll be describing this a little bit more in detail next week, so you can stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, listen to the audio description on the Little Giant Steps store. It's developmental foundations, littlegiantsteps.com. Remember, they're the ones that sponsor these podcasts and make it possible for me to bring these messages to you. Next week, we'll be exploring the topic, when your child just doesn't seem to be trying. Is it really that he's not trying or is there something else going on there? My prayer is that this important information and what's coming up encourages you to stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network for more of these brain coach tips to make life and learning easier. For now, it's the brain coach signing off and reminding you that neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. See you next week. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The ND Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. 
if you have questions for The Brain Coach, to incorporate skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C as in cat, J as in joy, at littlegiantsteps, all one word, dot com. So until next time, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.